Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 204 of the podcast. And on this week on the podcast, I'm talking about point guard Marcus Smart winning the NBA Defensive Player of the Year award. Celtics point guard Marcus Smart has been named NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Smart has been thought of for a while as an elite defender. He's a free-time all-NBA defender. The crazy thing about Smart winning the award is he's the first guard since the glove Gary Payne won the award in 1996. In the early days of the award, they would often give the award to guards. Sidney Moncrief won the award in his first two years of existence. Alvin Robertson, Michael Cooper, and Michael Jordan also won the award. Jordan is one of three players to win the Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season, the other two being Giannis Antetokounmpo and Hakeem Olajuwon. Since Payton took home the award in 96. It's been dominated by bigs, mainly centers. Dikembe Mutombo won three of his four Defensive Player of the Year's award after 96. Ben Wallace won four times, tying Mutombo for the all-time record. Rudy Gobert and Dwight Howard have won the award three times. Alonzo Mourning twice. Marcus Camby, Tyson Chandler, Joachim Noah, and Marcus All each took home the award once. In fact, since 1996, only six non-centers before before Smart have won the award in that time span. Ron Artest, Kevin Garnett, Kawhi Leonard, who won twice, Draymond Green, and Giannis. 19 of the last 26 players to win Defensive Player of the Year award have been centers. I think one of the biggest reasons that is the case because centers have the stats to back up winning the award. They average double-digit rebounds and they get blocks. The only defensive stat a point guard has is steals and not every player who gets a lot of steals as an elite defender. Allen Iverson was really good at stealing the ball, yet no one looks back at Allen Iverson's defense fondly. Also, in the late 90s and early 2000s, it made sense for big men to constantly win Defensive Player of the Year because they had to stop the best offensive players in basketball. Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Shaq, Kevin Garnett, Dirk, Yao, Amare Stoudemire, Biggs dominated this era offensively. Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer was a big man in the NBA. That is not the case in today's basketball. You have Joel Embiid, you have Nikola Jokic, but on a lot of teams in today's era, there are so many teams where the worst offensive player is the center position. It's not like it used to be in the late 90s and early 2000s. In this era of modern basketball, it's crazy more guards aren't bringing home the award. On a nightly basis, guards have to defend against Steph Curry, Chris Paul, John Morant, Dame Lillard, Luka Doncic, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. The award nowadays should skew more towards guards like it did for big men in the early 90s and early 2000s because they are defending the best offensive players of this era every night. There's no days off. There have been excellent guards worthy of winning the award. Tony Allen, Drew Holiday, Ben Simmons, and I thought when they did play, Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant were excellent defensive players. Ever since the Splash Brothers took over basketball, the NBA has been dominated by three-pointers. Who has to defend against that three-point onslaught? The guard. 
awards. They should be the ones winning Defensive Player of the Year awards. And I'm not saying big men should never win the award. Rudy Gobert is an excellent defensive center, but should he have won the award three times? Absolutely not. You need to mix in more guards because guards defend just as well. And again, they're defending the hardest position in all of basketball right now, the point guard position. Every team has an elite offensive point guard. In the late 90s and early 2000s, often the weakest offensive position on every team was the point guard position. They were just there to pass the ball. They were not a scoring threat, and the center dominated. Now things have reversed. The point guards are the ones scoring the ball, and the centers are the ones who are often the weakest offensive position on the team. They are the guys you just lob the ball to, like the Robert Williamses of the world, like the DeAndre Jordans. These guys are not scoring options like they used to be in the late 90s and early 2000s. I think there are three all-time big men playing in the NBA right now. Nikola Jokic, the best offensive passing center I've ever seen. Joel Embiid, the best scoring center right now. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, the best all-around overall big men playing. But other than that, there's no other elite offensive big men. They're all like Clint Capella types. This past season, there were 12 point guards who averaged more than 20 points per game. There were only four centers to do that. The game of basketball has changed. We need to start rewarding guards for the Defensive Player of the Year award because they're going up against the best offensive players. This makes sense, people. I'm glad Marcus Smart is the second Celtics player ever to win the award, the other being Kevin Garnett. Right now, he's the best defensive guard in the NBA, and he's a big reason why the Celtics had the number one ranked defense in the entire NBA. They were shutting teams down in the second half of the season. For the season, teams shot a league low 43 percent from the floor and 33 percent from free against the Celtics. One of his most notable defensive performances this year was when he went up against John Morant. John Morant was going on a tear in basketball where we were beginning to think if he was the best player in the world. He was coming off a 46 point performance against the Bulls and a 55 point performance versus the Pelicans and Smart held him to 4 of 12 from free. He did exactly what the best defensive player in the NBA should do. He shut down the best offensive weapon in all of basketball. But this goes back to my point why more point guards should win Defensive Player of the Years if they shut down these elite point guards. If you shut down John Morant and Trey Young, then you beat the Grizzlies and you beat the Hawks. They are the most important players on the court. So if there is a guy who can defend those players, then he is the best defender at that moment. It's simple logic. Marcus Smart is one of those players who may makes you feel strongly about him. There are people who love his hustle and leadership. You can never question his effort level. And there are people who despise his game, say he's too arrogant and overconfident for a role player. This was the first year Smart was given the chance to be a starting point guard. And while his offensive game still leaves a lot to be desired, he proved once again he's the real deal defensively. This seems to be an ongoing thing for Celtics point guards. Some people love them and some people hate them. 
I remember Rajon Rondo. Rondo was one of my favorite players of all time. I still love Rajon Rondo. He's one of the last true point guards left. He's a passer, and that's what his job was. And Celtics fans, there were some that could not stand him. I loved his nine years with the Celtics. He's one of the big reasons that team won a championship. I don't want to hear it. I know Kevin Garnett was on the team. I know Paul Pierce was on the team. I know Ray Allen was on the team. But that team needed a point guard, and that's what Rajon Rondo was for that team. Then you had IT, and the public said that your best player cannot be a small point guard. IT had one of the best offensive seasons I've ever seen. He averaged 28 points per game. He was Mr. Fourth Quarter. Then the team obviously went through the Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker debacle. The most polarizing player on the Celtics always seems to be a point guard. And I think this is a case of basketball fans don't know what they want their point guard to be. There are Celtics fans who were mad that Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker didn't play defense, so they made Marcus Smart the point guard, and now he plays defense, and now they're saying he doesn't do enough for you offensively. I think we need to come to a clear consensus of what we want from a point guard. The Celtics have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They do not need a 25-point-per-game score at the point guard position. I think what they need is Marcus Smart, a guy who can handle the ball and play elite defense night in and night out. It didn't work when you had scoring first point guard. You didn't win a championship with Isaiah Thomas. You didn't win a championship with Kemba Walker. And you didn't win with Kyrie Irving. Maybe Marcus Smart is the type of point guard you can finally win with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown being the main scoring option. I don't think this Celtics team needs a point guard who is the main scoring option. I think Marcus Smart is the perfect fit for the point guard position. And we're seeing that in the postseason. And we saw that in the regular season during the second half. I'll be the first to admit that Marcus Smart is not a superstar player, but you do not need a superstar point guard. You have Tatum, you have Brown, you need a guy who plays defense, and that's what Marcus Smart does. He's also one of the best passers on the team. I like him at the point guard spot, and I hope they keep him there for the long-term future of the team. I want some consistency from the Celtics at that position, because it has been a carousel of point guards, and it finally needs to stop, and I think it needs to stop at Marcus Smart. There is a weird double standard in sports where fans love the games of offensive players who are not very good on defense like James Harden, Alex Ovechkin, David Ortiz, yet they are critical or undervalue defensive players who are flawed offensively. In baseball, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Jason Hayward are two of the best defensive outfielders I've ever seen, yet they are constantly criticized for their low batting averages. In the NBA, when we talk about that second Bulls free-peat, we talk about Jordan, we talk about Pippen, yet people barely bring up the fact that without Dennis Rodman, who in those three seasons averaged over 15 rebounds a game, the Bulls probably never would have repeated. Also, no one talks about the underrated member of the San Antonio Spurs dynasty, Bruce Bowen, who was an elite defender, who was a five-time all-first-team defensive player. He's another non-center who at one point should have won Defensive Player of the Year. When that dynasty gets discussed, it's all about Tim Duncan, it's all about Tony Parker, it's all about Manu Ginobili, and of course it is because those players are flashy and they're brilliant offensive players. Defense is not flashy, it's not always super entertaining, and it's not always noticeable. Like, we just don't understand the effect that a guy like Bruce Bowen or Marcus Smart can have on the game of basketball. The same way we don't fully 
understand the effect that Jackie Bradley Jr. and Jason Hayward have on the game of baseball. Them being in the outfield makes it harder for people to score because Jason Hayward has a cannon of an arm and Jackie Bradley Jr. is capable of making a game-saving catch at any moment in the ball game. I think this all comes down to the fact that offense is simple to understand. When someone hits a home run or a three-point shot, we know how to celebrate that. In defense, we really don't know when someone is impacting the game unless it's obvious with a steal, a block, a game-saving catch. We don't understand defense all that well because it's complicated. And through the course of the season, it's easy to be like, oh, that guy's averaging 30 points per game, so that means he's an elite offensive player. We don't know how to look at the numbers and go, Marcus Smart is a great defender. It's about the eye test. It's about paying attention. It can't be about the numbers when it comes to who's the best defender. Because there is no obvious number to identify that. In baseball, if somebody hits 50 home runs, you know he's an amazing offensive player. They don't have that type of stat for defense in either sport, basketball or baseball or even hockey. You need to pay attention more closely when you're watching the game to see who's an elite defensive player. You can't just blindly look at numbers and go, that guy's amazing on defense. I think if you do pay attention to the numbers, they will lead you astray because defense really does come down to the eye test. I mean, we can look back and we can look at numbers and go, oh, Derek Jeter was not a very good defensive shortstop. If you watch Derek Jeter's career, you know for a fact he was a very good shortstop. He did not cause his team games. He did not commit errors. He was an adequate shortstop. Was he the greatest defensive shortstop of all time? Absolutely not, but stats have undervalued his value at that position. He was a very good defensive shortstop. I think the same thing is happening with Xander Bogarts. If you look at the eye test, he's not a perfect defensive shortstop, but he is an adequate one. I don't think you can look at any type of number and look at it and go, that guy is a great defensive player. You need to use the eye test. And people do not like using the eye test, especially during modern sports. Nobody uses the eye test. We all like to look at the numbers and go, that guy's great, that guy's bad. You cannot do that. You can't do it in baseball and you can't do it in basketball. You need to watch the games and go, that guy is an elite defender. And when you watch the Celtics games, there's no denying Marcus Smart's impact on the defensive end. Overall, we live in an era where offense is everything. Home runs, touchdowns, three-pointers. Look at the players who make the Hall of Fame in any sports. It's the guys who put up great offensive stats. In some cases, defensive players get in Ozzie Smith in baseball, but recently that's been happening less and less. Andrew Jones is a center fielder of the Atlanta Braves who won 10 gold gloves in a row during his career in Major League Baseball. Yet, Andrew Jones cannot sniff the Baseball Hall of Fame. Omar Vizquel, like Ozzie Smith, was otherworldly defensively at the shortstop position, yet cannot get in the Baseball Hall of Fame currently. In the NBA, Michael Cooper was the best defensive player on a dynasty basketball team, the Showtime Lakers, yet he is the one Laker who's not in the Hall of Fame. Jamal Wilkes is in the Basketball Hall of Fame. I know who Jamal Wilkes is, but he's in the Hall of Fame because he's a great offensive player. Michael Cooper is just as good as Jamal Wilkes. He's just great at a different thing, the defensive end of things. The NFL doesn't have this problem because there's two sides of the ball. There's offense and there's defense. In baseball and basketball, these players are lumped in with the 
other great offensive players, so they need to be above average like the other players. Marcus Smart is a below average offensive basketball player. Bruce Bowen is a below average offensive basketball player, and Michael Cooper was a below average offensive basketball player. Yet all three have just as much impact as a great offensive basketball player because they are excellent defensively. It's fantastic that Marcus Smart is finally getting his national due for his great defense. I mean, we've all talked about it as a Celtics fan for the last eight or nine years he's been on the team, how good defensively he is, how he should have been a runner-up for this award numerous times, how maybe he should have won the award before now. Marcus Smart knows what I'm talking about. He even knows that offensive players get more attention. That's why Marcus Smart demands respect and wants to hit freeze and be a more vocal point on offense because he knows the players that get all the attention are the ones who are great on offense and not the ones who are great on defense. You have the best defensive point guard in all of basketball who would probably rather be the best offensive one. I think that's a fact. I think if you could make a wish for Marcus Smart, he would rather be Steph Curry than Marcus Smart. And I think there's something really sad about that because Marcus Smart can have a great impact on the game in a similar way. It's just a different end of the court. I mean, let me put it to you this way. If we made a list, if I told you to make a list of the top 10 point guards in the NBA, Marcus Smart's name would not come up. And the reason it would not come up is because you would look at the points per game and you would go, that guy's better, that guy's better, that guy's better. But I'm sure, and there's no doubt that Marcus Smart has more impact on the game of basketball than some of those guys averaging 24 points per game. That is a fact, not an opinion. I'm a Celtics fan, so I'm biased. I mean, I would pick Marcus Smart as a top 10 point guard. He just does something different. He is not a scorer. You do not pay him to get 20 points per game, but what you do pay him for is an elite defense, and you saw the impact of his defense on the second half of this season for the Boston Celtics. I mean, they are making waves right now. They are a team that a lot of people think can make it to the NBA Finals and win a championship, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Marcus Smart is the best defensive point guard and maybe the best defensive player in the NBA. Marcus Smart may want to be a better offensive player, but in the long run, he needs to keep defending like he is this year because that will lead to winning, which matters most. History will tell you that if the Celtics go on and become a dynasty with Tatum and Brown, then Marcus Smart might be the undervalued member of that dynasty. Just look at Bruce Bowen with the Spurs. Just look at Michael Cooper with the Lakers. The best defensive player doesn't always get his just due. That's one of the reasons I was stoked to hear that Marcus Smart is winning NBA Defensive Player of the Year award because it's the only award he can be recognized. He's never going to be an all-star. He's never going to be an MVP candidate. This is the award that Marcus Smart should win and he finally did. This was the year that Marcus Smart finally accepted his role as the defensive anchor on this team and he was rewarded for it. I love when defensive players are given time to shine because again, we live in the era of offense. All we talk about and all we care about is offense. So for us to finally award a player whose number one priority is defense, I'm all for it and we should continue to do so. Those are the type of guys who should win a defensive player of the year. I do find it silly that we give Giannis defensive an MVP. Like he already won the MVP. Why do I need to recognize him as an elite defender? I want more guys like Mark 
Marcus Smart winning Defensive Player of the Year award. A lot of Celtics fans were skeptical of the team giving Smart a four-year, $77 million extension. The former sixth overall pick has been well worth it and more, and I'm happy he's won Defensive Player of the Year. It was well-earned, and I just hope we don't have to wait another 25 years for a guard to win the award again. I am overall surprised. I never thought we would get this moment with Marcus Smart. I always thought he was deserving of the award. I just thought the NBA was never going to give it to him. It really is the culmination of a career that's had a lot of ups and downs. Well, Marcus Smart is on a serious up right now. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.